for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. Welcome to Living Life. Yesterday, I gave a short introduction about the book of Psalm. Psalm consists of five parts, just like the book of Moses, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. The theme of each part of Psalm corresponds to theme of each book of Pentateuch, the five book of Moses. For instance, the theme of Genesis is the relationship between God and human beings. Likewise, the theme of the first part of Psalm, from chapter 1 through chapter 41, is about the relationship between God and human beings. Yesterday, we saw the relationship between God and individuals who love the Word of God and run away from sin and who hate the Word of God and run towards the sin. Today, we will focus on the relationship between God and a group of people, ethnicities, and nations. How does God deal with these group of people, nations, and ethnicities? Let's read today's passage first, Psalm chapter 2. Psalm chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Why do the nations conspire and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their chains and throw off their shackles. The one enthroned in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. He rebukes them in his anger and terrifies them in his wrath, saying, I have installed my king on Zion, my holy mountain. I will proclaim the Lord's decree. He said to me, You are my son. Today I have become your father. Ask me, and I will make the nations your inheritance, the ends of the earth your possession. You will break them with a rod of iron. You will dash them to pieces like pottery. Therefore, you kings, be wise. Be warned, you rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and celebrate his rule with trembling. Kiss his son, or he will be angry, and your way will lead to your destruction, for his wrath can flare up in a moment. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. Welcome back to Living Life. Yesterday, we saw individuals who walk away from God and run towards the sins. Today, we see that nations, thousands and millions of people who walk away from God. Let's read verse 1. Why do the nations conspire and the people plot in vain? Nations conspire and people plot against God. The word nation is called goy in Hebrew. It means a Gentile nation, a nation who does not know God. So nations and people who not only walk away from God, but conspire and plot against God. They conspire evil plan to destroy God's will and God's people here on earth. In verse 2, we see in detail about the nation's evil plan. Let's read verse 2. 
the kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Kings and rulers who don't know God come together in order to devise an evil plan against God's anointed one. The word anointed one is called in Hebrew, Mashiach, mean, meaning a person who is anointed to become a priest or a prophet or a king. Eventually, this word is pointing at Jesus Christ. The word Christ comes from the word called Christus, the Greek, the Greek word of Messiah, who was sitting on the throne of King David. What was the content of their evil plan? Let's read verse 3. Let us break their chains and throw off uh, their shackles. They passionately desire to break free from God, to lose themselves uh, from His authority over their lives. God's will is to save the whole world through His Son, Jesus Christ. But nations, people, kings and rulers don't want God's will be done here on earth as in, in heaven. Instead, they want their will to be done here on earth. This sounds very familiar, right? Instead of God's will, but my will be done, I decide what I should do. Don't tell me what to do. My life is my own. This is Adam's first sin and the core of sin that he shares with all of his descendants, namely the entire mankind from past, present, and future. I don't want to be ruled by God. I'm the Lord of my life, the ruler of myself. That's the reason why people hate Jesus. Pharisees and Sadducees, they wanted to rule the Jewish community in Palestine. Pilate and Herod Antipas became friends with Pharisees and Sadducees in order to kill Jesus Christ because uh, they wanted to rule Palestine. They wanted to be uh, the king, the only king. So many nations and countries and people groups like communists, Islam extremists, uh, Islam extremists, Western secular nations have been persecuting Christians. They like Jesus uh, as a good moral teacher, but they hate Jesus who came to this world as their king and their Messiah because they don't want to be ruled by Jesus Christ. How about you and me? Are you the king and the Lord of your life? Or is Jesus the king and the Lord of your life? Let's continue to see how God responds to nations and people's evil plan against God. Let's read verse 4. The one enthroned in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. God's first reaction is laughs, saying, Are you guys kidding me? And he scoffs, it's ridiculous. I'm God and you guys are mere human beings. I'm the creator and you guys are only creation. I'm almighty and eternal. You guys are finite and weak. Don't be discouraged when you hear the news that Christians are persecuted all around the world. Don't be disheartened in our secular world today, that Christians are becoming minority. It seems like we become the loser and non-believers become the winner. No way. God is laughing and saying to us, 
Are you serious? I'm God, the Almighty. I'm the creator of the universe. I have created this world, and this world is in my hand. Are you intimidated by this world, people around you, the system that we are living in? No worries. Let's see what God continued to say. Let's read verse 5. He rebukes them in his anger and terrifies them in his wrath, saying, Because people, nations, and kings and rulers continue to be so arrogant, God will rebuke them and terrify them in his wrath. How does God show his wrath to these arrogant people and nations? Let's read verses 6 and 7. I have installed my king on Zion, my holy mountain. I will proclaim the Lord's decree, he said to me. You are my son. Today I have become your father. Verse 8, ask me and I will make the nations your inheritance, the ends of the earth your possession. God shows his wrath to the ungodly nations by crowning Jesus Christ as the king on earth. And he gave the entire nations on earth as his inheritance and the earth as his possession. Jesus Christ is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And everything here on earth belongs to Jesus Christ. Since God appointed Jesus Christ as the King of the whole world, He will eventually rule and reign this world. When the King Jesus came to the world first time, He came as a suffering King. He came as a Lamb of God who carried the sins of the whole world. Your sins and my sin included. Why? Because He loves and cares for us. He wants to save us. That's why He took our sins and died on the cross of Calvary on our behalf. Therefore, whosoever believe in Him shall not perish, but have an everlasting life. But this is what happens when He comes again in His second coming. Let's read verse 9. You will break them with a rod of iron. You will dash them to pieces like pottery. In his first coming, he came as a lamb of God who carried the sins of the world. But in his second coming, he will come as a lion of God, as the judge. So whoever becomes arrogant, do not, uh, does not surrender to the authority of Christ, will be broken into pieces and will be punished forever. Kings and rulers of this world have their authority lasting only one generation, perhaps 30 years, 40, 50 years max. But our Lord Jesus will rule this world forever and ever. So don't be afraid of this world. Its power and authority won't last forever. Fear God and trust Jesus Christ because at the end, Jesus will judge all sinners and Small, both small and great, like verse 12. Let's read verse 12. Kiss his son, or he will be angry, and your way will lead to your destruction. For his wrath can flare up in a moment. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. What a great news for those who fear God. For those who feel small and inferior in this world. For those who are persecuted and mistreated. Yes, Jesus Christ will reign. He will punish the proud.
but he will reward the humble who trust Jesus Christ. Let me give you a few questions that you can continue to chew on today. In what ways are you facing opposition from the enemies of God? How does God's sovereignty help you overcome that situation? Let's pray. The Almighty Father God, let us not fear this world, but fear you and take a refuge in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.